8 o'clock, Jim and the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. It is a wine about a Wednesday with Talon Wine. Text or call 970-242-1340. Wine about all the snow today. If you're a kid, though, and you live in Montrose, Montrose School District, you're happy today. Your parents are probably not happy, but Heck you're yeah. thrilled. It is a snow day today, my friends, in Montrose. Go play in the snow, boys and girls. Delta, last time we heard, running two hours behind. Likewise for District 51. We'll keep you apprised of the situation on this Wine About a Wednesday with Talon Wine. Text or call us. Something you need to complain about, get off your chest today. Text or call us, 970-242-1340. Well, why don't you cry about it? All right. Doing a bottle of Talon Wine. Let's see. Roll Tacos, listening uh, on the mobile app, oh, by the way. checking in this morning. I have nothing to whine about this Wednesday because this Sunday morning at 10 o'clock in the morning, I'll be wearing my Anthony Carter Michigan Panther jersey and watching my 1983 USFL World Champion Panthers take on the Houston Gamblers. And after a couple of minutes, when I get bored, I'll watch the early 1970s zany comedy What's Up, Doc, starring Barbara Streisand, Ryan O'Neill. And in her first movie role, the hilarious Madeline Kahn. Roll tacos, there's only one problem with that. Real football is not till April. That's right. The XFL. XFL, the Hollywood knockoff reboot. So there are no, there is not a Michigan representative in the XFL. No. Coming up on Saturday, you have the Arlington Renegades and the Vegas Vipers on the big stick, ABC, and then the Orlando Guardians taking on the Houston Roughnecks. Don't know why I said it like that, but they will play. (laughs) I couldn't decide whether I was going to stop at guards or go with Guardians. That's what happened there. I also bit my tongue last night, middle of the game, and so it's rubbing against the teeth over here. Did you bite it and bite in the back? On the yeah, way on the back corner. Sucks. That's always the worst thing. Yep. And so terrible. And then Sunday, you have the St. Louis Battlehawks against the San Antonio Brahmas. Seattle Sea Dragons against the D.C. Defenders. That's coming up Sunday as well. So you've got um, got ABC, got the the big stick, Mm -hmm. like you mentioned, for Vipers, Renegades. ESPN. Is it going to be on FX? That's what it says. Okay. Interesting. Is that a flex possibility, or is that going to be a both? Because I don't, yeah, I that's an interesting sign th- right there. Because I don't think they're on. No, I don't think they're on FX because the USFL is owned by Fox. Why would are they're not involved with the XFL? Are they? I thought it was just is FX a, part of the 21st Century Fox deal that was gobbled be, up by Disney? Could be. Yes, it, it might is. Be ding, part ding, of the ding, deal. ding. Yes, you're correct. Forgot about that whole. That Thank whole you, merger Simpsons. Thing. That's the yeah. only reason I know about that. <laughs> okay, so that's that's the deal. Because mm-hmm. they actually they actually do own FX yes. now. Well, I don't know. I guess we'll talk more about it tomorrow. Probably Cake and I'll talk some mm-hmm. Friday about the XFL. But it's you think about it, okay? Because now XFL starts a week after the Super Bowl. Yep. USFL starts in April. Mm-hmm. Canadian Football League starts like in June, I yeah. believe. And you got training camp in in July. You pretty much now football has become. A 365 mm-hmm. 
kind of situation now with, with, with some kind of professional football. This is not counting like the fan control league. Right. These other, you know, really, really minor leagues. So Arena League sounds it sounds like there's another arena league. They're gonna yeah. bring back the original arena you know, football league. Week ten of the XFL is April twenty second, twenty third. Week one of real football is April fifteenth. You're right. So they they overlap. They're gonna they're gonna cross over. You don't even need to check in the first three, four weeks of the USFL because we XFL playoffs, baby. You know, don't even don't even need any of that. But uh, but roll tacos save wearing your Michigan Panthers jersey. Yeah, keep that in the in the secondary. And, and, and do you know? And do you know who uh, quarterback the Michigan Panthers? Through no. some passes to Anthony Carter back in the day. Nope. The aforementioned Bobby A. Bear. Oh, Baba Bear. Yeah, was the quarterback of the Michigan Panthers. Had no idea. Yeah. Well, or I did, and I, I forgot <laughs> one or the other. I love me some USFL back in the day. Yeah, you the, nerd. But when it was when it was really considered, oh God, here we go again. No, Darker real football. Nerd. Though I mean, no, it was, you're right. I mean, it was it was on the same par as the NFL. They were going after the NFL. It was like the old American Football League back in the sixties. Mm-hmm. Only they were playing in the spring. There were people that like. Chose the USFL over the NFL, right? Because they paid them more money. Because they paid them more money. And some Her- of Herschel the ga- Walker, Doug Flutie, Steve Young. Some of the game's greats got started in the USFL. Jim Kelly, mm-hmm. Sam Mills. I remember watching the Denver Gold when they had Red Miller as the coach. And then Craig Morton was the coach. And Denver Gold games usually drew pretty well. People were, were football hungry. And so. Yeah. They they would go and watch the Broncos. They watch you know watch the Broncos play in the fall and then spring it all around. We didn't have we didn't have professional baseball at that time, mm-hmm. and so the the USFL did quite well in Denver. So they should have probably brought a XFL or USFL team to Denver this time around because we still don't have professional baseball. <laughs> still looking for professional baseball. Haven't seen it since had two, it for a while. Haven't seen it since two thousand seven. Okay, yeah. in a couple of years, a few years ago, seventeen we eighteen were playoff. We're teams. pretty good. We're playoff teams. Yeah. They were yeah, block hard teams. So sure. Uh, uh, breaking news uh, this hour. Da-da-da-da. Mike and uh, Ryan both. District 51 officially now a snow day. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate that. So, D51 kids, enjoy today. Let's see what else we got here. I've uh, got one from our friend Rick Nelson, American Family Insurance. Good morning, Rick. Rick's got a wine. Uh, following a guy this morning that did not clean his windows off, he took out a, a he took out a garage can and only broke his headlight. So he didn't. Windows were covered mm-hmm. with snow. Wipes out a trash can. Wiped out a trash can. Look at that. This could have been prevented, maybe, but could have easily been another car or, God forbid, a kiddo. Please take three minutes to clear off your windows. If you don't have a scraper, stop by my office and I'll give you a free one. Like that. Be safe and have a great day. Thank you, Rick. Stop by American Family Insurance, Rick Nelson, and get a window scraper. You know who's got surprisingly great free swag? Insurance offices. They all, yeah, they always do. Yeah, they really do. I, my wife has a pair of tongs and a whisk in her car from an insurance agent. Uh, Twenty-five oh five Foresight Circle, yep. Unit Eight. By the way, for Just, Rick Nelson. Just in case she's stuck in traffic making a cake 
or something. <laughs> you never you got know. got the whisk in the car. You never really know I, I, when you're going to have to break you, out the you, whisk. You just never know. Those lights are long, and yeah. sometimes you just have to sit there. And and I, I think I'll bake a cake while I'm waiting for the mm-hmm. light to change. But, like, you know, if you ever need a calendar or really high-quality pen, honestly, stop by your local insurance agent. Yeah, it's always a good idea. Need an ice scraper? Go see our uh, buddy Rick Nelson. Exactly. Out there at Foresight Circle. Yeah. All right. Uh, one from our own. One from our tribe. Mm-hmm. From Nibbles. Morning, gents. Cake here with a food wine. Yep. This happened last night. As I was leaving the station, I decided to make a late night run to a certain ah. Golden Arch drive through in order to... And then, okay, then he says Big Mac. He tries to be... Good job. Almost got <laughs> and it. And then, boom, he says yep. what? Opened up the box. Saw a bun. Another bun. Lettuce. Slice of cheese, a third bun, no burger patties. No, it's it's the all bread yeah. burger that they now have there, apparently. No all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese. <laughs> it's a glorified saladed bread. How does that even happen? See you all soon. Drive safe, Cake. Coming into work today. I had, I I stopped by same chain on my way home from Fruita last night. Had a nice five-minute wait in the drive-thru. Mm-hmm. Still got old fries. Ooh. I'm not sure how that happens. Ooh. Ooh. They were hot, but old, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know what they you... weren't fresh. They were uh, rather chewy. So, Worst possible thing. Mm-hmm. Chewy French fries. Yeah. French fries, waffle fries, any for any kind of potato thing. Tater mm-hmm. tots shouldn't always be crisp. Should never be chewy. Yeah. They were chewy like the old chewy. Not soft mm-hmm. chewy. Yeah. They were... You know, when they were made, maybe an hour earlier, yeah, they, were, they were nice, but... But some time were, has passed, yeah. and oil has sunk in. Nuggets were fresh, though. Very happy about that. Okay, that's good. Well, yeah. That's good. At least. That made up for it a, a little bit. Yeah. But there's nothing more demoralizing, disappointing, food-wise, than, you know, the the fat kid crack that are those fries, and they're old. Right. <sighs> You almost want to cry. Well, and the Golden Arches fries are, are renowned. They're legendary, yeah, and when they're when, crack for fat kids. When you, when you don't when you don't get you know quality, mm-hmm. quality from the legend there. Yeah, it's it's pretty disappointing. All right, it's time to go around the NFL. Stupid by the way, anyway. <laughs> this hour brought to you by Preston Lee at Country Financially believes in building relationships, supporting the community, and serving others. Have a chat and let him help you protect the things that are important to you. Google him at Preston Lee Country Financial. All right, we'll start it out. With uh, Pat Sertan, the second PS two, who's already established himself as one of the very best corners in the league since George Payton drafted him ninth overall in twenty twenty one, all pro cornerback, and he was asked he had a a charity event charity bowling event for kids that he was putting on. He was asked about the hiring of Sean Payton. Here's what he told the Denver Post: Sean Payton, I believe it is a great hire, and I can't wait to get to work with him. I think he'll provide the team with what's necessary, which is a winning culture in the organization. His resume speaks for itself. He's a guy that you can give you Super Bowls, can give you that winning attitude, the leadership qualities that you look for in a head coach. I'm really excited. He's an offensive-minded coach, but Pat Sertan is the kind of guy that, look, if you're Sean Payton, you might be focused on the offense, but you love what you got on that defense with that guy at the back end of your defense. Yeah. Yeah, I you know, I don't know really what Sean Payton's going to do for Pat Sertan. As long as he stays out of the way of his DC, it might turn out to be all right. Exactly. Who whoever that might be. Mm-hmm. 
Rex Ryan? Eh, maybe. Possibly. We'll see if Rob he goes. Ryan? Bring both in. <laughs> the two-headed monster that is the Ryan brothers. That are the Ryan brothers. Also on Around the NFL this morning, that uh, Chiefs coach Andy Reid said after his team uh, was able to come back from the 10-point deficit, you know, that, uh, that they actually you know, that what the helped them do that was the long halftime. Reid said that he had the time to s- first sit down with his assistant coaches and talk about what they needed to adjust because they had that long, what, like 30-some, 30-some yeah. minute break between the first half and the second half. And that, that allowed them him to talk with coaches, but then go into the team and actually have a fairly lengthy discussion about what they needed to do differently yeah. in the second half. So that the long halftime, which sometimes has been you know, kind of a perceived as a detriment by a lot of people, in the case of Andy Reid, they use that as a plus to come back from 10 down in, in the game on Sunday. Yeah, it probably works more for the losing team than the winning team, right? Trying to keep momentum is harder than trying to regain momentum at that point. You would think. It might sound counterintuitive, but to me, all you need, especially if you're getting the ball first, is is a good drive. And then whatever momentum the Eagles had before half is now an hour ago, essentially, in real time. And then you're you're even, right? If you go down and get some points, it's a one-score game. So, yeah, I can understand that. All right, so yesterday, some of the big news was the release of Derek Carr at around 2 o'clock our time yesterday. Be gone. Because if they didn't release him, they're going to pay him, have to pay him $40 million. Mm-hmm. And so Carr ends his tenure as the franchise leader in passing yards and touchdowns, second in franchise history and wins, trailing only Kenny Stabler. So they got rid of Probably the franchise's greatest quarterback yeah. in terms of in terms of stats, in terms of just the raw numbers. And so now the question becomes, where will he end up? Could he end up in New York with the Jets? Could he end up in New Orleans with the Saints? Because the Saints had reached out to the Raiders about a trade, which smartly on the part of Derek Carr said no and told mm-hmm. the Raiders to go pound sand. He wasn't going to be traded yeah. anywhere. So they get nothing for him. So now, what what do the Raiders do next? What does Josh McDaniels and Mark Davis do next at the quarterback spot? They had Jared Stidham, who, remember, they benched Carr at the end of the season, and so they ended up playing Jared Stidham. And Stidham didn't play badly at all mm-hmm. in, in those two games that he played. There was some talk that, you know, this is from Pro Football Talk about Mac Jones. You're going, wait a minute, isn't Mac Jones with the New England Patriots? And and so there's some talk, though, that Bill Belichick was asked whether Jones will be the team starter in 2023. Belichick didn't answer the question, saying that instead Jones has proved he can play in the league. Could they trade him? That's entirely possible. And so McDaniels would have a guy that he has got some familiarity with. And there was also the McDaniels held a supposedly a under the radar workout with your guy, Baker Mayfield. Well, once upon a time, your guy. He can have Deshaun Watson. So when you go through those, and also Jimmy Garoppolo remains a very distinct possibility because mm-hmm. of of why the ties to Josh yeah. McDaniels with New England. So and Jacoby Brissett also is another name that has been mentioned. 
you look at all those. Are any one of those guys a guy you go, well, that guy's better than Derek Carr? That's a better option than Derek Carr. This this screams of what he did with the Broncos, where Jay Cutler may not smoking Jay may not have been the greatest guy in the world, mm-hmm. and may not have been the greatest quarterback, but he was sure better than Kyle Orton, who ended up being the the direction that they went until they drafted Tim Tebow. I I, I just which Orton was even better still than than Tim Tebow as a quarterback. It's just. Uh, what is it? Okay, what is it about Josh McDaniels where he has a quarterback that is a better option than anything else available to him, and he runs that guy out of town? Okay, I get it with Cutler. Maybe Cutler could be a difficult guy. I, I understand they didn't connect, and okay, but Derek Carr, your your leader in yardage and touchdowns, guy that never seemed to be a problem as far as a a difficult guy to deal with. It's just it's just ridiculous. It's just absolutely, absolutely stupid. I just I don't I don't get it. I really don't. You know he didn't even let he didn't even try to play a game with Jake Cutler. At least he gave Derek Carr Give him a shot, yeah, games, but, right? But, but but then what did Carr do to lose the job though or to lose faith in him? I don't understand Josh McDaniels. And his lack of desire, it seems, to develop a quarterback as a head coach. Well, the guy that's already a guy that's already there, right? We'll try to even like not even develop. Because remember, he wanted Matt Castle. He wanted right. Matt Castle when he came to Denver. Like not even develop. I guess that's not the right word. To form a relationship to see if they can work year over year makes no sense. You know, he's now had th- two full seasons as head coach. And the best quarterback he's had, he just got rid he of. Just got rid of him. Derek Carr's better uh, than Tebow and Orton. Well, not. I know there's not even close. Parts it's not of even Broncos op- country is clutching their pearls, saying that well, about the dearly beloved they TRT. Just, they just need to wake up and take but a big Derek Carr's take a big the, slug of reality out of their uh, orange and blue cup. The best quarterback he's had as his own head coach, and. Maybe the best quarterback he's had, not named Tom Brady. Non-Tom Brady division. Yeah, Jimmy G, I guess, but yeah. not for any length of time. You know, Brissett, Castle, those whole guys. Derek Carr's better than those guys. He is better than those guys. It's not even up for debate. All right, one more thing on around the NFL. A couple more things, actually. Shane Steichen introduced as the Colts' new coach. Of course, he's the offensive coordinator Mm-hmm. The Eagles, when they lost the Super Bowl on Sunday. So Shane Steichen talking about why go to Indy. You know, obviously, you know, it's always a dream to be a head coach. And then just the things I've heard about this organization, you know, the family atmosphere, the character, the people in this building. You know, I've had a lot of, you know, relationships that have been through this building. And uh, there was nothing but great things said about this place. He does realize that Jalen Hurts doesn't play for the Colts, right? Now, Matt Ryan is not yeah. Jalen. He does realize that, and right? Jim Irsay is your boss. <laughs> and Jim Irsay is your boss. Good luck with that, Shane Steichen. That'll be a lot of fun. And then Aaron Rodgers. We wrap it up with Aaron Rodgers here on the uh, Pat McAfee podcast. Aaron Rodgers, all the rumors about what might happen. He might get traded, all these kind of things. Here's Aaron Rodgers taking some shots at NFL insiders. Let me just reiterate one more time. Suck it, Rob. There's an inner circle, right? 
And in my inner circle, nobody talks to Ian Rappaport, oh. to Adam Schefter, what? or to any of those people. Okay? So if you're one of those people who's talking to those people, it's a great reminder for you, you're not in the inner circle. Oh! Damn. That was a hanging on somebody there. Yeah. And if anybody else is out there saying stuff, or if they're just making it up, which is also, those are both likely, um, just stop with the fake news. Okay. So hey, I speak for myself. Yep. And I will continue to do that. I'm not upset about it. Like, it's the okay. classic uh, media, you know, trying to be first, not trying to be right. And the problem is there's a slippery slope. So let me just remind everybody out there listening. When somebody says something, whether it's Ian Rappaport, right. or Adam Schefter, right. okay, Joe Biden, well, all right. Donald <laughs> Trump, yeah. All right, what? Anthony Fauci, oh, what? Okay, here we go. Joe Rogan, what? Doc, myself, anybody? What? Question it. It's if it's legitimate, it can stand up to questioning. So question things, and then think about them and contemplate them in your own time, and try and figure out what seems most likely to be true based on your own intuition and feel and conglomeration of fact. All right. That from the Pat McAfee Show. He's an absolute tool. Let's just, let's just establish that. Aaron Rodgers is an absolute narcissistic tool. The only thing I slightly agree with him on and what he said there, it's okay to question things. It's all right. It's yeah. okay to question things. But here's the caveat to that. You need to have facts that go with why you question. You can say, okay, why do they do that? Mm-hmm. You can say that, and I don't, I don't have to take what you say at face value, but I need to have some facts to back it up. Typically with Aaron Rodgers, he comes up with his own set of facts. He mm-hmm. comes up with his own way of looking at things. And and look, I went to Cal, smart guy. I'm not, I'm not going to say he's not a smart guy. Yeah. But he's a guy that that values his own intellect far too much. He refuses to learn from anybody else. That's part of the problem for Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't want he's he's the smartest guy in the room. He'll be the first mm-hmm. one to tell you that. For and me. It, and that's fine to question what people say stuff to you. Yeah. But you better have, hey, this is why I don't agree with you. These are facts. This is proven, not just my gut, my intuition on something. And first of all, Stop with fake news. Stop yeah, stop that. Can, can, can we retire that phrase? Stop it. And outside of that, he said 93 seconds worth of words that would have taken 10 or fewer Absolutely, seconds. but that's, that's, go, who, that's who you got with him. Rappaport, Schefter, anybody else that claims to be an insider is not. They don't, they don't know on. me. They don't know my friends. Right. They don't know what I'm doing, and that's fine with that. But you're right. He says that... He, tr- he talks to, look how smart I am, how introspective and thoughtful my response is going to be. And it's just a word salad. And it lost me. And I stopped paying attention so, after about so, 25 seconds. Okay to question. But you got to have some facts to back yeah. up. Why, okay, why do I... And I'm willing to listen to facts. He's got his own set of facts. He said That's he was going him. into this four days of darkness retreat. <sighs> he only spent two days there, and he's back on Pat McAfee. So... He's a liar. Yeah, absolutely. All right. With us in the studio, we've got uh, Brad McLeod. We've got Andrew from Grand Junction Lions Club. 
Kenan. Ken, is Kenan going to be a silent partner here? Is he just going to... He's supposed to go to school today, Brad, right? Muscle. You know, as the age he's, grader. He's the, he's the muscle. Yeah. Silent yeah. lion. Just in case those Rotarians <laughs> get out of hand. Yeah, because they do. Yeah, the Rotarians are a rowdy bunch, Andrew. They're, yeah. they're, 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 they've been prone to you know get a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit crazy. A little bit, a little elks, bit wild. Elks once in a while. Yeah. Moose. You just never know. You never it know is. when somebody's going to ask you to chew their food for them. So, um... <laughs> Oh, that's that came ow. from Brad. Ow. Let it be clear, that Shots came from Brad fired. McLeod. Jeez, shot across the bow today. I hope Mike Burke's listening this morning. It'll be good. <laughs> well, I guess we'll find yeah. out, shall we? So we get, of course, the Lions Club Parade and Carnival coming up this Saturday. Uh, let's hope Mother Nature uh, is a little nicer coming up on Saturday. It will be today. beautiful on Saturday. Yeah, I, I, like I think it's going to be fantastic. We're going to have a couple of these days that are inclemental weather. Everybody's going to be a little bit of cabin fever, and it's going to be gorgeous to on go. Saturday, and Ready. everybody's going to come outside. out and enjoy that parade and enjoy the carnival. It's going to be awesome. I like the way you look at that, Brad. Yeah. So we got the you got the tickets today. We do, we do. Uh, it's our 94th annual carnival this year. Uh, we've raised over $8 million since we started doing this for the community, and this year will be big. We have over 143, uh, sorry, over 140 <laughs> prizes this year. It's uh, a lot. We're looking at over $43,000 in prizes that you could win. Uh, we have ticket books of different denominations. There's a price point for every household. Uh, find somebody wearing one of these beautiful yellow Grand Junction Lions Club buttons. And Got we'll the purple lion on it. It looks great. Very fashionable. And we couldn't do it without our great sponsors in the community. Uh, we have a hot tub from Family Time Spas this year. We have a jewelry set from Thomas Hunt Jewelers. We have a 125cc motorcycle from Moto House. And not to be outdone, we do have a gun save from Jerry's sport, uh, Sporting Goods. Jerry's Outdoor Sports. Jo- yeah. Jerry's Outdoor Sports. That's right. You know, you would look pretty sweet on that 125cc moto what motorcycle. Are we, what are we Jim? talking about? Are we talking uh, Yamaha? Talking Suzuki? It's moto. Talking? It's moto. So the moto house that just oh, opened, house? changed okay. over on, uh, on okay. uh, 25 Road. Yep, yep. Okay. Um, street version bike. And you would look completely amazing on that. I, I could, could see you just cruising I, down I the do, road. I could use another bike. Oh, absolutely. I could use a my wife's going, no, we don't have room for another bike. What are you talking about? <laughs> Stop saying that. No, uh, well, yeah, that piques my curiosity, sir. So all these amazing prizes. Of course, the parade's at 1 o'clock on Saturday, downtown on Main Street. And then uh, Grand Junction Convention Center, 5 o'clock for the carnival. And the live, uh, we also have a live silent auction that will kick off at the same time this year as well. Um, and you can get information on that silent auction um, on our Facebook, our Instagram, um, with QR the QR code of the link, or you can actually do it while you're live there. And we've got tons of prizes right. available there, too. Uh, GJLions.org, right, if you want to get your tickets yeah, absolutely. online. In case they don't and you were good. In case they don't run into anybody, you know, yeah, out and right, about, which is, right. which is hard to believe, right? You guys are all over the place, so we it's hard to believe that. But uh, it, but it, it's funded so many. We helped uh, provide funds for so many different uh, nonprofits, guys, over the years. Tell us about that a little bit. You know, it's been great. You know, we've been doing this carnival, as uh, Andrew said, for over 94 years, and we've been a club, actually, a charter for like over 102 years. And in that time, we've given more than $8 million back to this community. And there isn't a little league, a park. Uh, last year, we were helping to fund the cancer center out of Community Hospital. Yeah. We started, we were the starting funds to do the Riverfront Trail, Lost Colonius Amphitheater. We built Two Rivers Convention Center. I mean, we've been involved in so many things in this community because we live here, we play here, we raise our families here. We want right. to make it a better place. And so that's why it's so exciting this time of year to be able to give back and do what we do 
So please, get out and support the carnival. Always a lot of fun. 5 o'clock at the convention center after the parade on Saturday. And look, if you go to the parade, you guys are going to have tickets right there. for people. Right. Yeah, we'll be so, selling tickets there. So that's an, another good reason to go to the parade, along with the, the fantastic weather that Brad McLeod is promising. Absolutely. <laughs> and we had a little prayer yesterday at our club, but we, we, we are set and guaranteed to have beautiful weather on Saturday. All right, 1 o'clock for the parade, downtown Grand Junction Main Street on Saturday. GJLions.org to get your tickets online. Parades at 1, carnivals at 5 o'clock. Guys, always a pleasure. Jim, thank, thank you so, thank so you much. Thank you for having Always. us. Always. And, Kenan, what, so going, you have to go, what, do you have an appointment today? Anything else you're going to do today? What's, P- don't know? Apparently no school, no wrestling practice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Is there anything else I'm going to do today? Oh, clean your room, maybe? Yeah, uh, room cleaning. You know what I was yeah. thinking is there's some awesome stubs you can fill out on these Lions raffle tickets. For some of our winners, we could work on those. There we go. See, that's a little project for Dad. There you go. There you go. Out of trouble. Multitasking, son. Good job, Ken. Way to volunteer for that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Guys, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Cody Rourke, My Life Sports Radio, joins us next on The Jim Davis Show. Good morning, gentlemen. What are the haps? The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Talking Broncos with Mile High Sports, Cody Rourke on The Jim Davis Show. And with us right now, My Life Sports Radio's Cody Rourke. Cody, good morning. You're at the airport, so are you flying? Are we, have you been out in Phoenix for a few extra days, or what's what's going on, man? Oh, no. You know, I made it back from Phoenix uh, Friday night, and now I'm headed to Chicago. So, yeah, you know, just catching flights, my friend. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. We, we missed you last week, but you had uh, far bigger fish to fry last week. Oh, I'm ready to row out. And- i tell you what. <laughs> It was crazy, Jim. It was a it was a madhouse at Radio Row as it always is. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate your patience. With me. Oh well, no, I no, we appreciate you coming on. Hey, that's hey, My Life Sports. Those are the guys that <laughs> they uh, they send you the check uh, every week. So uh, we we appreciate you coming on and and uh, hopping on with us whenever it uh, works out for you. Uh, I saw the picture of you standing there near Sean Payton, and we didn't get a chance to talk since the hiring of Sean Payton. Uh, just your reaction because. Seems seems like uh, it's you know go big or go home, and Sean Payton's the kind of guy with with a certainly a big skin on the wall and a and a Super Bowl trophy on his resume that uh, they can hopefully flip the fortunes of the Broncos moving forward. Yeah, you know that's the that's the hope and the belief, Jim, is that Sean Payton is going to do that. You know, I had a chance. You know, obviously we got to meet him at the press conference. You know, which is crazy because you know he has the introductory press conference. Two hours later, he's in Phoenix. And I'm like, didn't I just see you? So it was cool bumping into him. He had a lot of media obligations he had to fulfill. But, uh, you know, throughout the week, we got to know a little bit more because he was at Radio Row. So we got to go around. We got to, you know, chat with him a little bit more in between some of his, uh, you know, regularly scheduled appearances on behalf of Zebra, uh, promoting, obviously, what the NFL's technology is doing in terms of advancing, you know, advanced analytics, metrics, tracking player speed, seeing player utilization and things like that. There's some really cool things coming down the pike for the NFL. But... You know, for Sean Payton, one thing he mentioned is, you know, everyone's wondering, like, how come he hasn't assembled his staff just yet? And he said, you know, for me, I, I learned early on in my coaching career, and I've carried this over time, you have to be slow to hire, quick to fire. So for him, it's slow to hire, meaning you got to bring in the right guys for the operation. And obviously we now know two official moves, Zach Streif, the offensive line coach, played for Sean Payton from 20, 2006 to 2017, was a team captain, and then got into coaching, and kind of rising up the ranks a little bit, knows how Peyton likes to do things, specifically on the offensive line standpoint. And then now you have Declan Doyle, who's going to be coming over replacing Jake Moreland to coach the tight end. So, 
you know, for him, he's assembling his staff. They've, they've held interviews with defense coordinator, offensive coordinator. But I'll tell you this, Jim, things are not getting out of Dove Valley. And that's not going to – things aren't going to get out of Dove Valley. So I'd be very, very surprised if you see hardly any Denver media guys breaking much news because of the fact that they're not telling anybody anything. So unless you're connected to a player directly, an agent, things like that, you may be one of the last to know. So um, – yeah, it's been crazy, but the standard is coming in, and, and they're not—they're not advertising a lot. They're just—they're going to work, which I think is a good thing for Sean Payton. Miley Sports Radio is Cody Rourke with us today on the Team Sports Network. Uh, there was the report that Sean Payton has met with Rex Ryan, former Jets coach, Bills coach, uh, of course uh, works for ESPN, and I think the initial reaction is Rex Ryan with the giant white shiny teeth and the foot fetish. Rex Ryan? Wait, Rex Ryan's been in the game now for several years. Why Rex Ryan? And then you look back at, at the Rex Ryan resume as a defensive coordinator and go, okay, does he still, is there still gas in that tank? How shocked were you when you heard that Rex Ryan had met with Sean Payton? I, I'll, I'll be very honest with you. I was, I was very shocked. I, I didn't expect him to ever really be an option, but obviously, you know, he's got his body of work as a defensive coach. He's been successful in the NFL, dating back to his days as a D coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, you know, his more recent stint was the head coach of the Buffalo Bills for two years. It ended in 2016. They hired Sean McDermott. All of a sudden, things <laughs> things turned around. Yeah. Buffalo's sitting in a really good spot. And, uh, yeah, Rex Ryan's been out of the game, you know, for almost eight years now. I just don't think that's feasible. I, you know, he hasn't had the ability. You know, sure, he watches film. How much does he actually watch? You know, we don't know. But... The one thing that I can tell you is that he has not actively been designing game plans to deal with some of these evolved offenses that we've seen. The offensive game has evolved so much since he he was last coaching in the league. Uh, so for me, it's like I, I just don't see Rex Ryan being uh, you know the right fit. Um, but for me, you know, I think that they're looking at every option he, he could eventually. I mean, even if he doesn't get the deep coordinator job, maybe he takes a consulting role. Maybe the Broncos are looking to hire a senior defensive assistant. So. I don't know, but then again, you know, he also goes on air, and he also he he's, he was very open about his opinions on Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. Um, he said Sean Payton should not take the Denver job because of Russell Wilson. So it would just be a weird dynamic having a guy like that in the building. Cody Rourke, My Life Sports Radio, with us today on the Team Sports Network, and you know, just news out of the uh, the AFC West, and we'll we'll go back to Sunday's game with the Chiefs uh, winning the Super Bowl. When you look at where the Chiefs are right now. And with with Mahomes on, a, I mean, he's on a bad ankle, he still ends up winning the MVP. Though Jalen Hurts certainly, in terms of just stats, Jalen Hurts was probably the MVP of that game. But how do you take that away from Patrick Mahomes? A couple of fourth quarter touchdowns and they win the football game. But do you feel like because like, the, the sense is that Sean Payton is the is the kind of coach that will teach the Broncos they'll learn how to finish football games. They will compete in the AFC West. But it just seems like the Chiefs, with as long as they've got Mahomes, it's going to be tough to topple them. But if anybody can do it, is Sean Payton the guy that can topple Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, you know, I think um, you can't run from it. You know, I like that uh, Sean Payton said, you know, gave his picks, his predictions. They went with the Eagles, said, you know, we don't root for anybody in the division to succeed. Love that. Um, you know, we got that from Nathaniel Hackett. And I think that, you know, that's something that won over Broncos fans. But, Sean Payton is the type of coach that I think will assemble game plans that, that will work, that will be effective. I think Denver can. I mean, Jim, we've seen it. You know, the Broncos, even this past season, they competed against the Raiders. They competed against the Chargers. 
They competed against the Chiefs. The only issue is they had a hard time finishing. They had a, you know one or two blunders in each of those games that led to them losing. You know, you go back to their first matchup against the Chargers that they lost in Monday Night Football. A muffed punt in overtime leads to a game-winning field goal. Uh, you know, you go to that the first Raiders game. You know, you only have 18 yards in the third quarter, and then the you know the Raiders run wild with Josh Jacobs. You know, that was a winnable game for them. And then you have obviously some miscommunication in the secondary in that second Raiders game, which led to an overtime loss. And then look, you come back from a you know 27th deficit against the Chiefs. Russell Wilson goes down, and you, and you lose that game, 34 to 28. Uh, you know, you can make the argument, what if Russ never got hurt? Would the Broncos have had a chance to win that game? It's a great question. And then, obviously, you know, the game in Arrowhead. They don't call that offensive pass interference in court on sudden. Who knows how that game ends? But they lose short 27-24. So, I, I always want to tell Broncos fans, like, I, I don't want to hear about the narrative that Denver can't compete with the Chiefs because they've, they've simply shown that they can compete with everybody in the division. They just have to find a way to finish and avoid making those mistakes that have hurt them. Cody Rourke with us today on the Team Sports Network. You mentioned Josh Jacobs will be a free agent. Does he end up in Denver? Is that a possibility with uh, Javante Williams? You know, his return is going to be certainly you know, going to be questionable whether it's going to be the start of the season uh, for Javante. Josh Jacobs would be a, a nice a nice piece in the Broncos' backfield, wouldn't he? No, he, he certainly would, but I'm also on the premise of thinking that, you know, based on what happened, you know, I was there last week, I was watching the Pat McAfee show in person, and when Sean Payton was there, he brought Latavius Murray up on stage, he mentioned him in the in the presser, I think Latavius Murray will sign back with Denver this offseason, I think he's going to be an integral part of, you know, what Sean Payton wants, obviously of Javante, I, I think the expectation for Javante should be, you know, don't expect anything, you know, I, I think for him, is he's going to have to go through that time of coming off a major injury like that, and you know, it's not, it's not always going to take a year. You know, it could take a little bit longer. As we've seen with guys like Jamal Murray, should have the same approach here with Javante Williams. Now, if, he, if he's ready to go, that's great. That's good news. But the Broncos are not going to rush Javante back from what he's currently going through right now, going through the rehab process. On top of that, you know, I think, do you go out and do you pay a running back? You know, obviously for, for Josh Jacobs, he was the NFL leading rusher this year. He had a resurgence, and certainly he loves playing the Broncos. That's, that's one thing that's for certain. I, I don't know if Denver is going to look at paying him considering they have other needs right now. And, you know, it just popped up yesterday. They're looking to potentially trade Garrett Bowles. So there is a lot of stuff in motion right now in Denver, specifically with them having $12 million in cap space. It's 13th in the NFL right now. They're expected to approach several guys to restructure. They've already approached Garrett Bowles to restructure his contract, and I don't think that's going to happen. So I think that's why they're looking to ship him a little bit. Um, and they're also trying to get more draft picks for April since they don't have a first and a second. Cody, work with us. One final thing, Cody. Derek Carr released by the Raiders yesterday. This with Vic Daniels going back to his time in Denver, goes to Denver, wants Matt Castle, doesn't work out, doesn't want to, doesn't want to work with Cutler. They they trade Cutler to the Bears. They bring in Kyle Orton, and it just seems to be almost a little bit of a rinse and repeat of that. I just you look at Derek Carr; he's the franchise leader in in touchdowns and passing yardage. I, I just I guess at least he gave you know Derek Carr a season to to be his quarterback. It just doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me that you sign the extension, he's a quarterback that you can win with, and your options are guys like Jacoby Brissett. Not that Jarrett Stidham played bad at the end of the season, but he's not Derek Carr. I guess just your thoughts on this now that Derek Carr is out of Vegas and looking to move on. 
Yeah, you know, I, I wish Derek Carr the best of luck. He's always kind of been a thorn on the side of the Broncos. He's always been a very efficient passer against them, and uh, Denver's always had a hard time sacking him. Um, you know, for him, it just it's crazy to see how things went in Las Vegas for him. But with Josh McDaniels, I'm not surprised. As you mentioned, with the whole Cutler thing, we've seen this before. What's going to be more curious now is what do the Raiders do? Do they look to get Jimmy Garoppolo? I mean, obviously, right. that's familiarity with Josh McDaniels. To me, I think that's the most important thing you're going to look at. I think that when you look at Stidham, who's been who spent time in New England, you look at Jimmy G, I think that the Raiders are going to go all in on Jimmy G. I just can't see Aaron Rodgers leaving to go there, because I know that's been also rumored and linked there. I don't see Aaron Rodgers as an option with the Raiders. Don't see it happening at all. Jimmy Garoppolo makes the most sense in Vegas, which definitely you know adds a little bit of a presence and dynamic to the AFC West. He's a good quarterback. Um, outside of that, I think Derek Carr ends up in New Orleans. I think that he would be a good pick there, or he could end up in Carolina. Frank Reich assembling a little bit of a super staff there, with Jim Caldwell as their senior offensive assistant now, and you got a good nucleus there um, that is being built right now in Carolina. But uh, you know, I, I hope the Raiders finish last in the division every year. I mean, that's the hope that we all have. And uh, Derek Carr, we wish him the best. And kind of cool to be able to cheer him on now because he's always like he wasn't an, an unlikable guy you know we, right. we used to cover guys like philip rivers and you're like god i hate playing against philip rivers i hate covering him because he's so arrogant Derek Carr was never like that he always you know always won with class lost with class and whatnot so wish him the best and felt like he definitely deserved better than what josh mcdaniels gave him no no doubt about that hey cody have a safe flight thanks for making time for us today i appreciate it my friend Hey, I appreciate you guys. As always, stay safe in this weather, and uh, I'll see you next week. Go Tigers. All right. Cody Rourke joins us every Wednesday on the program. Except when he's got uh, duty at uh, Radio Row at the Super Bowl. Radio Row. Even from the airport. He's there. Yeah. Not in airplane mode because he's still on the ground. (laughs) Exactly. And normally the spot would be for Connor McGahee, but Connor got in on the flight they did late last night. airports. Exactly from uh, the game in Denver last night going to Minnesota. So uh, we'll be talking to Connor next week. Yeah. All right. We well, hope by the end of the week, uh, maybe Jerry Schimmel will join nice. us talk a little Rockies. Pitchers the, and catchers, also broadcasters th- reporting. That's like today. Mm-hmm. Today is the day down in uh, Scottsdale where well, the weather is not anything like this. No. Eight, 844. Haven't, uh, haven't heard anything official about the Mesa series with uh, Southern New Hampshire just yet, but... Uh, Imagine, uh, yeah, you're uh, leaning. <laughs> tomorrow's no. probably probably not going to happen, but we have no confirmation of that. We do know this much: no school in District 51 today. Kids are out. No school in Montrose today. So uh, enjoy the snow day, kids. All right, eight forty-five. Jim along with the Buckeye boy. Texture call us the uh, Chick Fil A breakfast team phone line. It's a wine about a Wednesday with Talon wine. Nine seven zero two four two thirteen forty. Uh let's see. RJ's at home today. Listening nice. on the couch. Decided to stay off the roads. That's a good call, RJ. Jim Buckeye, Aaron Rodgers is not worth the headache. He is lucky that Green Bay puts up with him. Good luck to my jet showing interest in him and checking on his availability. The hiring of the Hackett curse continues. Peyton helps Sertan out by keeping an offense on the field that can score and not and giving the defense a bit of a breather. That from Ruben. That's true. Having an offense that mm-hmm. defense doesn't have to go right back out there. All yeah, right. So, so Dexter calls 970-242-1340. So why about a Wednesday 
with Tal and Wine. We'd love to hear from you today. 845, we'll have four down territory coming up. That's on the way next on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. First of all, it's hilarious. Warp twisted individuals. Yes. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the Team. Welcome back, Jim and the Buckeye Boy. It's a wine about a Wednesday with Talon Wine. Just a reminder, uh, schools in District 51 closed today because of the snow. Likewise for Montrose as well. I've not uh, heard anything about Delta, so hopefully we'll... I haven't heard officially. Yeah. Last we heard, they were two hours behind. They were delaying start. But uh, D51 Montrose out today because of the snow. All right, 849 CSU voice Brian Roth will join us next hour. Also coming up next hour, Conrad Villaforte of the Colorado Mesa baseball team. Mavs off to a 4-0 start after uh, sweeping the series against Azusa Pacific last weekend over at uh, Bergman. We'll talk with him coming up next hour. Plus, we'll talk a little spring training and all the rule changes. The bigger bases, mm-hmm. pitch clock, all these things that are now going to uh, get a trial run at spring training in both the uh, Cactus and Grapefruit League. So we'll we'll dive into that coming up next hour. It's time to get into... We're into four-down territory on the Jim Davis Show on the team. All right, we start things out with first down. Juju Smith-Schuster. This is great. Yeah. What he what he put out. That, um, of course, this is the old the James Bradbury holding penalty that led to Harrison Butker kicking the game-winning field goal, which, look, was probably going to happen anyway, mm-hmm. but it allowed really the the Chiefs to run more time off the clock and kick the game winner, but Juju Smith-Schuster yesterday sending out a tweet to James Bradbury. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody, with a picture of James Bradbury. I'll hold you when it matters most. Which is hilarious. That's That's good work by Juju. That's pretty clever. Pretty clever. All right, second down. The NBA has their skills challenge coming up, uh, of course, this weekend for the All-Star Game over in Salt Lake City. You know, there's the, uh, the Giannis's team with his brother that will be competing in the uh, skills competition. And so there's the the brothers, Atitikupo, the Jazz, and the Rooks that will be competing in the skills challenge. Walker Kessler is going to compete for the Utah Jazz, which everybody thinks is kind of a really interesting choice because... Typically for the skills challenge, it's guys that shoot, guys that are you know, three-point shooters, guys that are great ball handlers. He's a seven-footer that is a really good shot blocker. He's a good interior player. Kind of an odd choice for a skills competition in the case of Walker Kessler. But he'll yeah, be there a little bit. representing the Jazz. Uh, MLB TV, the streaming home of Major League Baseball for all of your out-of-market games. Is going up ten bucks this year, which is not bad over the course of the season. Yeah, but in exchange for that, you get all available minor league affiliated games. Is that good? Yeah. Games per cost. Just think of all the minor league teams and how many games. Triple A, obviously, yeah. they're all available. Double A, probably a good fair amount of them right for 10 bucks yeah, yeah I mean, they, they, they've got right to provide some kind of value and that that, that does provide some value sure mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, yeah, okay 
And we talked about the new rules. They voted permanently to make the dumb runner at second base rule. Uh, yes. Uh, to stay around. Yeah. If you are the road team, I feel that you go to extra innings. If you are not doing all that you can to take advantage of now the inability to shift to get your guy to third base, as a manager, you should probably be fired. Probably so. If you're letting a guy just swing for the fences, like, come on, man. A little, little manufacturing yeah. there. Get the run across. Just saying. I agree. I totally agree Still on that. Stupid rule. All right, coming up next hour, talk with Brian Roth, the voice of the CSU Rams. I'll have that for you. Uh, also, Conrad Villaforte of the Maverick baseball team. And uh, we'll also bring you uh, the postgame interviews from last night. Uh, Fruit of Monument Boys, they clinched the Southwestern League title. Uh, Jake Aguero will hear from uh, the Wildcats head coach. Also, Jeff Johnson, Fruit of Girls coach. Fruit of Girls are uh, on the cusp of winning their seventh league title in the last eight seasons. That's that's a dynasty. That's dominant. Still have to do it at Durango coming up on Friday against Mason Rowland, who's an outstanding player for the Durango Demons. So uh, we'll bring you that next hour as well. It is a wine about a Wednesday from Talent Wine. Maybe you want to complain about all the snow today, complain about the weather. We complain about Aaron Rodgers. I'm just I'm just tired of him whining. I'm tired of the 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 the, the biz- I mean, okay. If you feel like the four days of darkness or the darkness thing or taking ayahuasca, if that's something you feel like you need to do, okay, great. But it just seems so... It's like he does it just to be somewhat shocking, right? Just to be, hey, look how eccentric I am. Look how new age I am. Look how different I am. How about just go do that stuff? How about just yeah. go and do it and not... Don't tell me about it. No, don't tell or me tell about me it. Or tell me after. Uh, Colorado Mesa, Southern New Hampshire, canceled. Yep. Would have been a matchup of uh, top 25 teams. Bagged. Bagged because of the weather. That's that just uh, coming in. Five minutes ago yep. from Dave Yonke. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back with our three. Text or call the show. It is a wine about a Wednesday with Talon Wine, 970-242-1340. Well, why don't you cry about it? More coming up on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network.